RPG episode 57, post-Thanksgiving, post-Black Friday weekend. Uh, my name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by a survivalist, Michael Swick. Yes, I have survived as far as I know. Yeah. As of right now, I, I have survived Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving Black Friday, Dave? Uh, Thanksgiving was a little different. We stayed in our house um, with, just the, um, with just my direct family and then my son's girlfriend. Uh, so that was the extent of our our Thanksgiving, and um, I closed on Black Friday, so that wasn't uh, too terrible. Uh, curbside was a real big thing for our company. So, um, and then Saturday we pretty much spent um, the day kind of getting the house a little bit Christmas decorated and doing some more straightening up and just actually a little bit more post cleanup from Thanksgiving because typically we don't have Thanksgiving at our house, so it was more like okay, let's put the leftovers away and. Um, and then discovering like Wednesday night that we didn't really have enough serving things to serve like six sides. So I, thankfully, mm. thankfully I was closing at my store Wednesday night. So I brought a couple things home. So, yeah. Um, and then, so then I worked on Sunday and then I had, uh, today, Monday, the day we're recording off. So I kind of did that work off, work off, work off thing. So that kind of messes with you a little bit. <laughs> so. Yeah. Luckily, like at work, I, I've been able to like negotiate my schedule to where i get my days off in a row which has been nice yeah. uh but yeah thanksgiving over here was pretty chill uh and then just worked friday saturday uh in you know my work's uh super spreader sale event and <laughs> uh so far i believe i survived but i haven't checked on my coworkers since then because it's been two days since i've been to work right all right, so we are Digital Days Gaming. We are a weekly show that uh, goes live on Twitch Monday night around 9 o'clock-ish. If you're Gus, we're always late. Um, and um, then we also post to our podcast feeds on uh, every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Uh, last week, if you are a Patreon supporter, you got two episodes at the same day at the same time. <laughs> we are our numbered episode and our Patreon episode um for our thanksgiving memories so you can also go to patreon.com slash digital days gaming and look at the multiple tiers we have there if you want to support us that way you can give us a direct link uh we have a direct paypal donation link if you want to throw us a couple bucks that way as well um and then you can also order um digital days gaming uh shirts and hoodies we have those on our uh, teespring site all of those links are in the show notes um as always subscribing and leaving a review if you can is a great way to help us uh grow if there's a podcast service that you use and we're not on it please let us know and we'll look to see if we can get on it um and then we also um like we mentioned we are we do stream on twitch so we are a twitch affiliate so if you are sub to us then we appreciate that help if you link your amazon account with your twitch account you get something called prime gaming and you get a free sub per month that you just that doesn't auto renew so if you choose to use that on us that's a super appreciated thing as well um but other than that we're going to jump into the news yeah uh just like last week, pretty pretty light in news department as everyone was away for holiday or playing with their new consoles. Uh, but we did get a little bit more details from Square Enix about Marvel's Avengers and does not sound like it's going too good for them. Uh, last time we talked about Avengers, we talked about like the mass exodus of like PC players from their servers and the servers kind of drying up across all platforms. Um, it looks like the uh, financial report uh, for for the end of the year came out for Square, and they lost sixty seven million dollars on Avengers alone. Uh, they attribute this loss to a combination of development cost, COVID, poor sales, and 
the marketing that they had to put into the game towards the end also related to COVID. Like they had other marketing plans mm-hmm. bought and paid for already, and then they had to change all those plans to just you know straight up TV online marketing to try and make up for whatever they could have had planned. And I would assume that some of those marketing plans that were bought and paid for were hands-on preview events for industry. Yeah, yeah hands-on preview events. They probably already had hired the San Diego Comic-Con crew. Like, they probably had a booth plan there, New York mm-hmm. Comic-Con. Every Comic-Con probably yeah. had some sort of Avengers thing paid for, rented, people trained to work, and they all had to basically take a bath in that and then just switch to just doing the typical advertisements but even that must have been difficult because like the nba was gone for a good couple months at the Mm -hmm. beginning of the year came back uh football has been all over the place baseball has been pretty good but like the usual avenues that you market a video game were kind of weird this year uh and i'm sure it was very competitive just to get advertisement in like an nba game or an nfl game especially this year as more traditional things have like gone away um so $67 million, which is a lot. Uh, they do expect to sort of make up for this by playing the lawn game. And that is just going to come down to their DLC plans, bringing more people in. Uh, though I'm a little... Uh, Kate Bishop's their first DLC. Like I, I like Kate Bishop from the comic, but when I say Kate Bishop to someone like Dave, uh, you're probably like, who? Yeah, I have, I have no <laughs> for idea. For the most part? And it doesn't... Yeah. There, there's, I, I, I don't think that... Like, that's probably a really, maybe that's a solid piece of content. I haven't played it yet, so I don't know if it is or isn't. I haven't finished the campaign um, because it wasn't compelling enough to me and other stuff got in the way. Um, but I just don't think that that's your, you're like, hey, we just launched our game and now we're bringing you this. Like, I, I now we're bringing you Kate Bishop. I think that if they would have gone like a more marquee, like, I don't even know, like, like, um, like Miss Marvel. Black Panther is their next yeah. one. Yeah. So maybe they, maybe uh, they should have switched those. Um, but at the same time, he, you know, we did, did just have the passing of Chad Boswick. So like that could also probably have been affected that a little bit. Um, so, um, I just don't think that, you know, Kate Bishop is the, you know, Hey, the game's on sale and we've got some new content coming out. Like that's not the, the trigger pull for, for most people. The thing I find fascinating about this report though, is there's nothing about the bugginess of the game. No, no. The the only thing, like, when you dig into the actual report, which was translated, uh, they just talk about the struggling with the game was just the poor sales. Like, they just blame that the game did not sell well enough, though the month it released, it was number one in NPDs, and I believe it was number one in the UK charts for, like, the first two, three weeks. Yeah. So it sold well enough, but Square Enix has a history yeah. of what they expect good sales to be and what other publishers yeah. expect good sales but the Marvel or, license or, or is what probably they, expensive. Yeah, if I say what they expected the return on investment to be for a Marvel game. Because we talked about this all the time. Like calling it Marvel's Avengers is one of those things where if, you know, a parent could feel safe if they're buying their kid any box, whether even if it's a Stadia or a PS4 or a PS5, a new Xbox, a new Xbox One, and they want to get them a game, like you could like we talked about like Spider Man, that's safe. You know, Marvel's Avengers, yeah. like that's safe. God of War for a twelve year old, probably not. <laughs> so, yeah, so. Uh, especially when you look at how like Disney is handling like the Spider Man stuff in the movies. Um, Disney, I believe, makes like five to ten percent of the sales that the Spider Man movies make, which are owned by Sony. And they were renegotiating that, and apparently Marvel was straight up just asking for fifty percent because they could. Right. Uh, so you wonder what type of deal that they're asking for Square 
especially after all the uh, success of the Avengers movies of mm-hmm. like, they're probably not offering square a five to 10% cut. They're probably asking for a significant more cut. So well, the, and the amount of money they needed to make was probably way higher than usual. They also have some very marquee voice actors in this game. And with them trying to be a game as a service thing, they're going to have to continue to pay these marquee voice actors um, and have them come either rec- and come to them or in the, in this current pandemic that we're in record from, you know, wherever they're recording from locally. But, you know, the Troy Bakers of the world aren't cheap. No, no, especially when it's Troy Baker, Laura Bailey. Right. It's basically everyone who's been in Last of Us. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, it's kind of like some of the stuff Uncharted like, games. and again, I mean, this, this, this is just where my foundation of understanding the gaming industry comes from. But when Destiny 1 launched, they had Peter Dinklage as the ghost. And yeah. he, they, he, the perception was that he didn't do a good job. And then I don't think that when he signed up for that, him or his agent realized what destiny was trying to be in terms of like how often they would have to record voice li- voice lines for them in terms of oh, like yeah. expansions and DLCs and storyline updates. And it sounds like, you know, without playing the Kate Bishop DLC, but I would assume that there's new cutscenes with Iron Man and Captain America and, you know, yeah or just throw away lines like you get like an overwatch where every time they introduce a character all 25 characters need to have interaction lines with that dlc character and it turns into a whole thing unless they knew what these you know like you mentioned these throwaway lines were going to be six months ago nine months ago then they have to schedule a separate session with these people to record the lines not saying that it's not doable but that all goes in your budget you know yeah yeah it, it definitely goes into the budget i'm trying to see uh what their dlc plans are because all this stuff kind of leaked in the pc like people people dug into the pc files well yeah because uh, they kept all the stuff <laughs> they kept that was the other yeah. thing a lot of the people that i know that play game you know games as a service destiny division league overwatch whatever these games are most of that content is kept server side and they keep it they keep it yeah. um box side like system side which is really weird yeah yeah they <laughs> It's like it just makes life a little bit easier. It's, yeah, but like uh, the the people that uh, like dug into it uh, looks like the the DLC outside of Spider Man, which is supposed to be coming early next year. But mm-hmm. I'm assuming it might just come along with the PS5 and Xbox Series X version of the game. Uh, it's Black Panther, Captain Marvel, She Hawk, Winter Soldier, War Machine, which just adds to the confusion of why Kate Bishop is the first one. But right. I guess you don't want to just. Kate Bishop's just an odd one in general, just because even though I like the character, it's like she doesn't fit in with these big names. So I don't even know where you would put her. She hasn't been uh, in, and, in, in any of the current MCU movies, right? Yeah, no, she's going to get a TV show. Right. Uh, but I mean, on Disney just, Plus in like War, two years. Like, I know who War Machine is because I've seen the current movies. Yeah. Uh, but but like even putting Kate Bishop anywhere in between here, if you start off, if they would have started with Black Panther and then the next DLC would be Kate Bishop, you'd be like, oh, that's a step down. You know, like I guess they have to just start with Kate Bishop because they I'm guessing. So uh, Capcom had a deal with this with Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were really disappointed when they started to list all the DLC and it didn't include any of the the X-Men characters after a while. Because Disney was just like, well, we don't have any X-Men movies. So right. you have to put in Rocket Raccoon and uh, yeah. like all these other characters that people just didn't really want. And if you look at the list, it's like Black Panther. He will have a movie of some sort in 2022. 
Captain Marvel will have a movie in 2022. She-Hulk is going to have a show next year in 21. Winter Soldier show next year, 21. War Machine, I just will assume, will just live forever as a side character in all of the movies. Uh, so all their characters have movie plans, and that's where Kate Bishop is going to have the Hawkeye show mm-hmm. next year. So I guess it's just... They have a movie, they'll put it out, but it, to me it would make more sense to put the show out and then release Kate Bishop as DLC so then people are more familiar and excited about her inclusion. Uh, but even that logic, as I say it, is kind of flawed because then they'll run into the same problem they're having with a lot of people of like, this isn't the MCU Avengers, so <laughs> releasing like right. two different versions of Kate Bishop at the same time would probably be a little confusion. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, they have a long the, road ahead. Yeah, but it's not to say that they can't fix it. Like so, like if the no. DLCs are solid and whatever content that they're, you know, whatever gameplay loop that they're adding into their end game, if it's if it's good and it's fun and it's rewarding, um, we've seen games, you know, over time pull themselves up from the ground and and Square, with Square Enix particular too. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy fourteen yeah. was killed because it was, you know. Well, it became Buggy, a realm. It, it really became bad. a realm reborn because they blew the world up. That's how bad it was. Yeah. So, so like there is like a, a blueprint for how to do this if they need to pull that trigger. But Square at least knows in the past that like, hey, if we have to pull the plug on something and reboot it, we can. I don't think they need to reboot this, but they need mm-hmm. to find something uh, that can help them out. Uh, and that's not having a buggy game. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I have it, like, it seems okay uh, on the PS5, but, I mean, I'm playing the PS4 version that's been patched right. a couple times. Yeah, I'll probably, like, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you are. With as much stuff as I have on my plate right now, I'll probably just play this when the next-gen upgrade comes out, just to check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. And, and, like, I'm just going to casually play it here and there when, when I have time. Uh, but, like, right now, it's, like, $30. I have a feeling it's going to be $30 throughout the holidays, because usually Black Friday sales go on and off every other week until christmas mm-hmm. so this game will probably find comfort in that 30 dollar point and be probably like a safe pick even though it's got all of its troubles but for like parents trying to find games for their kids to play it probably yep. is going to be a safe pick for most people so it, it's going to continue to find success especially at like 30 dollars uh and people can't buy the new console so you know they're going to need some games to play so this will probably be successful because of that or at least marginally so. Uh, but of course, that doesn't help Square too much because the DLC is free outside of like cosmetics and the game being half price means Sony, or not Sony, uh, Disney will still get their cut. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it, it, it comes down to like how many copies, you know, if you sell t- twice as many of the copies at $30, like it's kind of the same thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, so. it'll work out in the end and if a percentage of those people buy one of the three currencies that game has <laughs> it might work out for them in the end right uh but it's definitely i think that the player base might be more apt to contribute to a microtransaction if they're paying 20 or 30 dollars for the game than if they paid 60 or 70 dollars for the game yeah yeah I, i'm definitely like that with free-to-play games i'm more mm-hmm. likely to put money into well, it's free you know like... yeah What's well, like uh, uh, Fall, uh, Fall Guys? I, I've put in like twenty dollars yeah. into that game. It was free with plus, but even if I spent the fifteen dollars for that game, I probably would have put some DLC as opposed to I don't know, like and <laughs> like all the sports games yeah. that are like sixty dollars and like the NFL games and the NBA games, where it's just like, oh, here's sixty dollars, but like you need to put more DLC into this or right. more money into this. Um, 
let's move on to the next story, which I found kind of baffling, but I guess it it, it makes did sense. They, did they uh, release this like Thanksgiving week? Yeah. Yes. Well, they they released this news like on the middle of last week. So like uh, two days or a day before Thanksgiving. Kinda. Yeah. 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 Um, so they're November twenty fourth. Yeah. So two days before Thanksgiving. Yeah. This is a little uh, a little schemy to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Red Dead Online is going to become its own standalone game on December first, and it will be five dollars until February. Uh, and then after February, it will turn to a uh, $20 game. So Feb- February 15th, this game will convert from a $5 to a $20 game. guess and I need to buy it before is... the 12th just to buy it. I guess, but you can get Red Dead from most places for $20 right now. Mm-hmm. And you can get the story at least. Um, right. So oh, okay. Th- so this is... This, isn't, this is just the online. This isn't Red Dead Redemption 2. No, no, this is Red Dead Redemption's 2 online component. So they were spinning out Red Dead Redemption 2's online okay. into its own standalone service. Uh, and it, it's going to be a 123 gig download for the online, but it's because it's going to have an option to unlock the single player campaign. Uh, so you're Play it pretty now. Much, yeah, and then, you know, the whole game will be downloaded, so you'll, you'll be all set. I just found this a little weird because... Um, no one talks about Red Dead Online, and I, I, I think I know the answer is GTA Five is the online is still huge, and yeah. there's not much you can do. Like what's keeping GTA Online so successful is you can do crazy shit in that world, well, and there's a lot of cosmetics you can have people buy. There's nothing they you, can do whatever they want. Like they've literally they've done whatever they want in a modern world that they've gone forward with. They have casinos, yeah, and with, all this stuff in it. With Red Dead Redemption, again, something that I really haven't delved into or played. Uh, I guess pun intended. It's a one-trick pony. Yeah, they they're going for realism in this game. That kind of locked him in. Grand Theft Auto, you can do whatever you want in that universe. There's and it UFOs in Grand Theft Auto. Man. Like, there, there's there's everything. And, and Red Dead doesn't have that because it's adhering to like a very strict playbook, uh, which was broken when it launched. I don't know how much better it's gotten, but my friends that were playing it, they kind of just gave up on it. Well, obviously it <laughs> hasn't gotten much better if they're going this route. And then they must be looking at their player base and seeing that that whatever player base they have left is only online. And then, you know, like they play the story and they're done with it because if they really wanted to make money, like I think that they could have like GTA five. If we pull up NPD for the year of 2020, I bet you it's still in the top five. Um, yeah, I, I believe <laughs> the the last month it was I think it's it was still in the top, top 10. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like it's like GTA and Minecraft are like two guaranteed spots in the top 10 almost every month and then also at the end of the year sales so like and red dead's nowhere to be seen yeah um it's funny though uh their expansion that is coming out next week uh after this obviously goes to five dollars um is a bounty hunter expansion and the way they're uh advertising this as there's going to be a whole influx of fugitives coming into the the online world because of the new price and there are need bounty hunters to take care of them so they're adding an expansion just in time for the the i i keep wanting to say free to play but it's not free to play it, it's they're they're right. going the paid route which i think is also weird yeah. if you're gonna give it away for five dollars why not make it free to play and give it a real go of making this successful like i own red dead too 
therefore I own the online. But if this was free to play, and, and I haven't really played it like mm-hmm. at all, but if I didn't own it and they announced this is a free to play, I would download it. Even mm-hmm. though it's 123 gigs, I would download it to give it a shot. Have so they, the fact that they, they're not going free to play. Have they talked about next gen upgrades at all? No, uh, not at all. They just said they basically just said like it's compatible with the PS5 and Xbox. So you want to take up almost twenty percent? You want to take up almost twenty percent of my hard drive and not tell me what I'm getting, or not tell me what cool things I'm getting to take advantage of my tiny hard drive? Nope. Uh, that's why it's backwards compatible. You can use an external hard drive and put it on your external hard drive, which I think are working now on PlayStation. I've been too scared to try it because uh, I had too many crashes that first like couple yeah. of days. This is just weird, but at the same time, I guess like they're trying to do whatever they can, and they realize that they're probably done with the story, and then the rest of their the development plan is for online, which we expected. Um, they typically like this is also why like GTA Online was delayed. Not that it's got it went as a standalone thing, but they they know that their online is where a lot of their money comes from, and you know, kudos to them for you know taking a try, taking a swing at it differently. Yeah, it's the fact that they didn't go full free to play is just kind of odd to me. But I guess five dollars is a really low barrier of entry, so you're just really having to deal with the inconvenience of your data cap at that point. <laughs> five dollars, uh, five dollar foot long from Subway or Red Dead Redemption Online. <laughs> that that is the choice that you're gonna have to make. It's three X three X S gaming in our Twitch chat. Yeah, so, making Michael's sandwich reference. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's just, it's it's weird to me. I wonder if this will work because uh, I don't hear people talking about Red Dead, and I don't know if a like a five dollar fee on it. Is I, I don't. Enough. I don't but know I guess- if this is gonna work, but it's gonna be one of those things where you jump in a party chat and your buddy's playing the game and like, man, it's five dollars. Just get it and let's hang out. And like I, that would work. You know, if I had except, <laughs> except it's going to be like, hey, it's five dollars. Uh, it's a hundred twenty three gig download and you probably have to patch it. So right. whenever you're finished, then we can hop on. Yeah. It's not like but, a quick, quick thing. But if I had one or two friends that were playing it and kind of poked at me to check it out with them, I'd do it. But if I don't, I don't see anybody on my friends list playing it. I do like the uh, the little trick they're doing of like, hey, it's only five dollars until February uh to s- try and get people to like rush by it probably you know doing the the nintendo trick yeah just uh hey limited time you better jump on this now <laughs> then they'll come out they'll come play. out on february 13th 1.2 million active users <laughs> yeah and and then in like march they're gonna go free to play and then, <laughs> yeah. then you're just be like oh we'll give you we'll give you five dollars worth of virtual currency yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay and here is our last story uh the ps5 apparently is playstation's biggest launch ever i uh, hate headlines like this i hate them i, I hate know them. I, I hate know. them i hate them i hate them i know i know but sony uh did tweet it out that this was their biggest launch ever so it's not people just kind of guessing if it is um for context though i pulled up uh some what this could mean um so analysts said the ps5 has sold anywhere from 2.1 million to 2.5 million units already so if this is the biggest launch ever, if you look back to the PS4 launch window, which was November to February, uh, they sold 5.3 million units. So they're halfway there through their like extended launch window, uh, mm-hmm. potentially. Uh, so it's selling well. Of course, it looks like we're going to deal with the same thing that we dealt with last time, where Xbox doesn't really reveal numbers until they have to, and Sony will vaguely reveal numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the thing is, Microsoft has to because of the way the business works. You just have to dig for that information when Microsoft does their like gigantic 
quarter uh quarterly well yeah stuff. and and microsoft did the same used kind of the same headline like a couple of days after the x and the s launch saying that they had they saw a hundred percent there's something i don't know the exact thing but they saw like the most significant increase that they've seen of new xbox accounts created via the series s so that just meant which, if people that didn't have a microsoft account before which meant they weren't part of the xbox ecosystem that as new members of the ecosystem were purchasing series s's yes yeah um which makes sense because that is the early the entry that, level that is the, yeah. the yeah that is the entry level console that that would be perfect for someone just coming in I, i'm still curious to know what like the ratio is right uh the PS5, we thought it was going to be discless leaning, but it turns out they those were hard to find. Yeah. And I'm thinking the S might have been the easier one to find, which makes sense if you're Microsoft. That's the mm-hmm. one that more people would be willing to purchase. And also one that maybe scalpers would kind of stay away from because they would want to eat up the Series X inventory. So they kind of could have protected themselves from scalpers, which is getting real bad for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, though a lot of reports, because you hear uh, people talking about how they bought 3,000 worth of inventory. There's a group that said they bought 1,000 Xboxes. Uh, when you go to eBay listings, it looks like they're not moving that often, and there's Good. been a steady flow of PlayStation inventory, uh, at least through PlayStation Direct. They've been yeah. queuing up lines like every single day. I mean, I was uh, out and about on the weekend a little bit. I saw them. Like, I mean, not sitting on shelves, but I saw people leaving with them. So, I yeah, mean, uh, leaving same. stores with them. So, they were gettable. Both, but yeah. all three systems. I was like, oh, wow. I actually, I mean, when I was in a Best Buy, I saw somebody carrying a Series X in their hand, which I thought was kind of weird, um, like up yeah. to the registers. But I mean, they're not, it's not impossible. But the reason why I hate these headlines is like, I'm going to use round numbers as an example. If PS4 in the first 10 days sold 2 million copies, 2 million systems, and PS5 sold 2, 2 million and 1. It's the biggest launch. It's a better launch. Yes. <laughs> so but you need to do that because you're playing the stock game. Yeah. Uh, no. No. And, and, I, and, and I happen. and I get it. Um, I, I would love to see from both companies. I would love to see a tangible number. Um, yeah, which which we don't get unless the number is gigantic. Right. Uh, then we'll get those. We'll, and then we'll get that number. As being as much as I love stats, um, this quarantine has definitely benefited the video game industry tremendously. So I think that somebody, you know, prior to COVID in January or February, that was probably like, I don't play video games that much. I'll get a PS5 or a series eventually. And then all of a sudden they realize that they're stuck at home or their kids are stuck at home with them. And they're like, I need something to distract them. Like all of a sudden it became a higher priority. Yeah. Uh, it's funny though. Uh, the reason I think the, uh, the, the scalpers have been having issues is the eBay listings don't seem to be moving as much. People are still buying them for like a thousand, two thousand $2,000 a console. But I've also seen an influx of like YouTubers and Twitch streamers complaining about scalpers trying to advertise on their streams and trying to advertise on YouTuber streams right. or videos to like advertise that they have inventory that they need to move and you wouldn't have to do that if they were actually moving on ebay you wouldn't have to go reach out to a youtuber of like hey can you mention in my video that i have like a couple hundred systems that also inventory that also means tells tells me that the demand isn't necessarily as high as people think it is like it's not that's what i'm it's not as hard to get one like it was like with the Wii or the Wii U where like you would drop a pallet, not even the Wii U, but like the Wii where you would drop a pallet yeah, yeah. and people would buy it because they knew what it was and they just got it. I think if, you know, if somebody, 
you know, people aren't just happening to be in Best Buys or going to Best Buys or Targets or Myers or Walmarts or wherever going. I just want to go to three or four Walmarts today, see if they got a PS5 so I can buy it so I can flip it because I know I'll flip it within three hours. Like that's obviously not happening. So the, yeah. the and I think, again, the pandemic plays a role in that. Um, and I also think that, like we talked about before, I think the consumer is just smarter now. Like, I mean, in terms of their ability to to use resources to get these systems. Yeah. Well, it, it's... From non-scalpers, sorry. Yeah, from non-scalpers, because uh, scalpers are trash, but they seem to be losing, finally, a little bit. Um, but, like, I, for me personally, like, I've had, like, three opportunities this week where I have an Xbox Series X just in my cart, and I'm at the very last checkout right. page, but then I just pull out last second, because I'm like, no, I... Like, I, I have Demon Souls, I have mm-hmm. Sackboy, I have so many PS5 games that I need to play in Cyberpunks out next week. So every time I've had it at the last final checkout, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to touch yeah. it. I'm not going to. But, and again, uh, like the, 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 the perception is going to be like, so people that already have, like, and I'm going to use you as an example, people that already have a PS5 that are thinking about an Xbox are like, oh, I can get it. I almost had it. I almost had it. And then the people and the reverse of it is the people that have an Xbox that are maybe looking for a PS5, I think are in the same boat where they're like, do I really want it? Do I need it right now? Is there anything that I want to play on it? So I think if you're diligent enough and intelligent enough, you can find these consoles. Now, I know oh, yeah, and- I know I have a friend that um, he's a, a avid he's a community member. Randy, he his Xbox was stolen like it, it never got delivered. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Um, and he's he's diligently trying to find another one. So if I were you, when you're that close to doing that, maybe tweet at him like, hey, I just put one back in there here. Maybe you should buy it or buy it and yeah, send it to yeah. him and he'll pay you. Um, I, but- <laughs> that's basically kind of what I've been doing with my coworkers, though, where like uh, they've been trying to get PS5s and are freaking out. And then yeah. I, I I will like message them in our group me of just like, hey, uh, PS5s are up now. And they're like, oh, it's not working. And I'm just like, I, I have it in my cart. Like yeah. I, it's working and I can check out try harder and then they get it like two minutes later yeah because uh, every website's like breaking right now uh like uh best buy specifically has been doing a thing where they're like hey we're dropping ps5s and xboxes uh and it's going to say sold out available on and off over the next hour as they right. just drop a couple in there you just have so, to be a little diligent i mean like you just i mean yeah whether it's a, you have something open on your phone or maybe you have you know, your significant other on an iPad and you're on a, on the computer or on the laptop, like you just got to get a little creative. I mean, when I was uh, when I was able to get the Series S, it was because Angela was able to sit in front of a computer and be diligent of trying to consistently refresh the page till she got it. And, you know, yeah. like and like so you just kind of have to like, you know, like you look at, you know, you get a notification that on Twitter that Wario says so at one o'clock and you go at one twenty five like this is bullshit. I can't get it. Well, you're twenty five minutes late. Like, that's too late. Yeah. <laughs> so. Especially with, like, uh, the PlayStation Direct has been, like, that queue system is great at deterring bots, but you need to be in queue the second that queue starts. Right. If you jump in 20 minutes later, it will tell you you're 90 minutes in a queue. You're not going to walk away with the system. Right. <laughs> like, you, your queue time in that line needs to be under 10 or 20 minutes, or you're not going to get anything, and there's no point of wasting your time. Uh but people don't understand that. And I've been seeing people that they've been like tweeting out photos like, oh, I've been in the queue for three hours. It's just like, yeah, you fucked up. You 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 shouldn't have been waiting that long because you should have known how hot these are. Right. They're, they're, you're not going to get one if your queue time is three it's like, minutes. It's like going shopping on Wednesday before Thanksgiving and being mad that we don't have turkey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Something. 
yeah, and it's going to be like that for a while. Sony is promising that they will have more throughout the year, and it seems like they've been pretty honest with that because the PlayStation Direct, at least, has been having them on and off. I think Best Buy said they're not going to have any more for the rest of the year, um, but they're going to have Xboxes because I don't know if that means Xbox isn't selling as well or if that means well, that... Uh, Phil Spencer's the, been publicly saying that he would, that like it sounds like Microsoft's strategy is to hopefully get the impulse buy. And Sony's strategy yeah. is we'll just do it through pre-orders and, and online pickup. Yeah, so. and to sell out as fast as possible and Xbox is trickling them out. We'll mm-hmm. see how that works out in the end. It is kind of making Xbox a little bit of a joke online, but what does that really matter uh, in terms of like, man, no one wants these because they're always available. And PlayStation, it's like within 30 seconds, they, they sell out immediately. Uh, but then you look at like Wario's got like what a hundred thousand followers yeah. like so when he tweets something out that's like, hundred thousand people if i tried to buy like i haven't you know like my son's got some extra cash and we haven't even talked about it yet but i mean we haven't even tried to get him a ps5 yet um you know he's you know he i might think i able- might try to get a digital one just to see if i can yeah uh just to, to you know I, I could use a second one or i can like flip it for a series x probably <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I might just try one just to like prove a point, uh, especially to some of my coworkers that don't want to do the work. Yeah, but they complain I about think, not yeah, being able to get I one. I think you can get it. Like, I mean, you just have to to be diligent. Or if you're kind of one of these people that likes to, you know, pick it up in person or is afraid of the shipping systems, like you got to be just a little bit more diligent, be friendly, and talk to the retailers a little bit. And it's it's harder to do now, but um, it's not impossible if you're just not an asshat. So. Yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of like how much time do you have de- dedicated. If you have a full time job and a family, it might be hard to like drop everything you're doing for Wario sixty four. Yeah, uh, I mean, but if you want to hustle and just drop everything you can for Wario sixty four, you can definitely get a system within a couple days. Right. Uh, no, uh, it doesn't help if you're in the middle of like a meeting and you see the Wario tweet. Yeah, that's like, sucks. shit. Yeah. You know, like. But for the most part, if you're, if you're somebody that has meetings, you're probably working from home, and I hope you have a second screen. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. prop your tablet up. I don't know. <laughs> My coworker. But, I, um, but again, be prepared though. Like, if you if there's four or five stores that you want to get it from, just make sure you have accounts. Make sure you have one click checkout. Those are all things that you know that everybody else has, and you're gonna lose out on if you're like, oh, it's in my cart. Right, let me put my name in. Let me put um, my address in. Let me put my phone number. And I'm purposely talking this slow because this is how long it's taking you to type this stuff. And then yeah. it's already been purchased four more times. <laughs> well, it's funny. My uh, my coworker Saturday, uh, it was like 11 o'clock and Best Buy had just dropped Xboxes. So I put in our group me, hey, Xboxes are available. Go buy them now. And my coworker is supposed to be there at 11. He's like, oh, I can't make it. I'm going to be a little late. And then he comes in 20 minutes later and I'm like, hey, where were you? He's like, buying an Xbox in the parking lot. Because <laughs> he, he just like pulled over and then just waited. And he ended up walking away with an Xbox online just because he literally just pulled his car over and sacrificed being late <laughs> for, right. for an Xbox. Uh, but that's the kind of shit you have to do right now. And it sucks, but that's how it is. Uh, yeah, see, uh, one of our uh, yep. three by uh, S gaming, he he got his through Wario. Yeah, Wario's doing work, but oh my god, people are abusing Wario right now, and yeah. it's really annoying. And you can tell he's getting a little uh, a little, little uh, feisty with yeah. how much hate he's getting. Though someone paying Chris Hansen to ask Wario to sit down and where are the PlayStations was kind of really great. Uh, <laughs> someone spent ca- <laughs> money uh, on a cameo for that. Uh, all right, that's all I have for the news, unless something breaks right now. 
The the physical copies for Cyberpunk seem to be hitting eBay, which means it can't be delayed, right? Like only <laughs> only that EA only that uh, NBA game has ever been delayed or canceled with retail copies already in stores. Pulled back off the shelf. So, yeah, so let's let's hope uh, it can make it through this. All right. Uh, so what we're playing and watching. So um, I had a relatively busy week in terms of, like I said, I have family. We had my son's girlfriend in town and uh, my daughter came home and she's home for like two months now. Um, uh, we bought a new uh, 4K HDR TV. Um, mm-hmm. I got the same one that Michael has, apparently. <laughs> yep, yep. A- Angela texted me and I'm like, eh, it's, it's, it's a good TV. It depends on uh, what Dave wants uh, with the yeah. TV. So it's four upstairs. So I wasn't as concerned about the hertz and the refresh rate i mean uh it's got the it does have a ps4 hooked up to it it does have uh the xbox series s hooked up to it but the series s is kind of more of my like kind of kick back and play games and mess around and and play not necessarily like sit up at my desk and play stuff that i'm really trying to pay attention to um so the 60 hertz refresh rate wasn't a big deal so it's a tcl 4k hdr series four four yeah, yeah. series four is when she yeah, uh, series four. Had I, me got approve. It, I got it for like two hundred and fifty bucks. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was like kind of one of the, it came from Best Buy. When I was at Best Buy, I saw these other like Insignia Amazon Fire TVs that were like one hundred and fifty nope. bucks. But I was like, I'm content with, with the one I got. Um, I really like it. Uh, we were able to uh, get everything set up and you know go through and uh, with the with the HDR support, set up the PlayStation Four correctly, set up the Xbox correctly. Um, and then, you know, like I've, I still have the Roku soundbar and this is an Android, uh, built in Android smart TV. So, um, yeah, yeah, Roku. Yeah. Uh, no, it's Android TV. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. The series four I thought was Roku, but whatever. Yeah. But I use the Roku primarily because I have a Roku soundbar anyways. And so we got Mm -hmm. a soundbar shelf and put it on top. Um, and you know, like so, so far it seems like I don't. Again, I'm not seeing a huge difference. I mean, the stuff that I'm liking the most that I've noticed watching it, um, I was watching, you know, the Lions get their butt kicked and then fire their coach and their general manager over the weekend. Thank you. Um, the The biggest thing is the the almost near borderless edges in terms of like mm-hmm. the, the TV's frame. Like that's always that. How that, old was your TV that you're, you're oh, gosh. upgrading it was, from? It was probably like a, it was probably just a 1080p TV. It was probably... I think we bought it even secondhand at one point in time. It was like a 30, it was like a 40 inch and we went up to like okay. a 55. So, um, it, it was definitely in terms of like the, the size of the screen it w- was an upgrade. It's, it's the first ever one that I had that HDR. Um, and this is HDR 10s. And then, um, it's obviously the first one that I've had that's been 4k. I did run into the situation where like through the Roku, I think a couple times we ended up ordering a couple more of them, but we got the little display on the screen of like, you don't have a 4k cable plugged in <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. for an HDMI, which we rectified. Um, then, you know, just, but then, uh, just playing some other games on it. Like it, it looked really cool. My son, I, I wrote this in my playing and watching as well, but, um, uh, Robbie Seifert, um, somehow ended up with an extra digital code for nba 2k21 for the xbox the next gen version mm-hmm. uh and he wanted to give it to me i tried to pay for it and he wouldn't let me so um that game looked really cool on that's on this 55 inch television um with some of the lighting and my with son was hdr just, yeah did you still wait on that cable okay no 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 like the um well the xbox comes with a 4k hdmi cable. okay okay the roku yeah didn't have one or through the course of hooking things and changing things out we switched the cables out or something so but we're all good now everything's on angela bought braided 4k cables or whatever that are that are great so um 
so I thought NBA 2K looked amazing in terms like just a reflective lighting on the the like the gym floors and the, the some of the player animations and he seemed pretty impressed with it. I asked him he's been playing all the 2K games on PlayStation for a long time and he was going to like the Black Friday sale had 2K21 on sale and he was like, "Oh, that's a really good price." But then he's like, "But it doesn't have the next gen upgrade." I'm like, "Yeah, the only one that comes with the next gen upgrade is the Kobe Bryant version." And he's like, "Yeah, I don't yep. want to I don't want to spend that much on it uh right now." And so and then this, no. you know, luckily we got this, you know, the tweet uh, uh, <laughs> to for that, so that was great. Um, that uh, and he he seems to be enjoying that, so like that looked really cool. Um, then uh, we with my son's girlfriend in town, we decided to play some uh some play link games. Uh, I have I forgot that I had like knowledge is power. Um, so we played knowledge is power and Uno, which was really cool. It's the first time I really used the phones as controllers playing Uno. Yeah with the phones it it worked really well four people all of us just downloaded the apps it worked it was fun knowledge is power was fun they bought trivial pursuit and that had a like hand the controller off mode so like like i came home one day from work and they were all playing that and i was like well there's other ones we can play with the apps and i was like i looked through like my playstation plus collection and i had the knowledge is power and then uno was like four bucks the thing i like best about the uno is like there's really no obviously there's no card shuffling and any rules that you turn on kind of just happen so yeah, like th- yeah. that's great like the seven playing the sevens and playing the zeros like it would just happen uh the stacking you could turn stacking on which is fun you know like and then you know so like it was just it was it was just easier um we also like even just as a family like played card cards against humanity and it was like we were all trying to like sit on the couch and relax and it's like oh, gotta get up and discard gotta get up and get like yeah. <laughs> so like that's where i was like this is really cool for it to be like you know digital like I've never really been a, a a fan of like games like that but i had a good time playing it I just had to extend the the lock time on my cell phone because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, knowledge is power had this thing where you could actually like you could um, mess with your other with your opponents where you could like freeze their screen or like put goo on their screen or disorient them where if they're trying to tap the answer and they tap a bomb there's like a five second cooldown you get points for answering the question faster and you had to like if you got like slimed you had to wipe away the slime and you had to break the ice by tapping it multiple times so it was like it was kind of interesting and intuitive and it was funny you know it was fun and funny to just to mess around like that and it it kind of put a spin on the mundaneness of sitting around the dining room table playing a trivia game you know Mm -hmm. um so I had a really good time with that. Uh, watching, so we watched uh, Mandalorian. Um, we've been watching that for the last couple of weeks. I kind of forgot to mention that, but this is the first time we watched it today before we recorded in 4K. And um, this episode is really, really cool if you're a Star Wars fan. I dabble in the Star Wars universe, so I kind of know what's going on, but I'm not as enthralled as it is. There's definitely some connections to um, figuring out some stuff that's going on and, and about characters you want to know about. I'm trying not to spoil it for anybody. So That's uh, Clone Wars yeah okay yeah, i just started season one of mandalorian uh actually uh last week and i got through all of season one I'm gonna start season two this week but it's so hard to avoid any sort of like yeah. character reveal spoilers on the internet because yeah. the fandom has been so excited for this yeah. season so this episode this this particular episode is really cool because it starts talking about like the origins of baby yoda so mm-hmm um and then so and then we also it somehow came up in conversation we were trying to figure out some movie we wanted to watch and we were going through some things and trying to like i was like there's got to be something i was you know like recent i'm like no there's not like because there hasn't really been any movie coming out in the last six months that we didn't go to the theater to watch so um but it came up and we didn't watch the originals but we ended up renting like the new bill and ted movie it was okay. I fell asleep in it during it for like five or ten minutes, but I had also worked. <laughs> so uh, Thanksgiving, and it, I think it was Thanksgiving night we rented it. So I was, you know, I had worked late 
Wednesday evening, and then we were doing stuff on Thanksgiving pretty much the, at home the whole day, like whether it was cooking or doing some things, and then obviously eating a lot, and then you kind of just go in that little mini food coma. So I don't necessarily think it was the movie, other than it was just Thursday night at 8 o'clock, and I was tired and depressed because the Lions got their ass kicked yeah. <laughs> on national television for everybody else to see. Um, and then uh, the embargo just lifted today for uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. I've been playing that a little bit over the weekend, a lot today. Um I'm grateful to Ubisoft for sending it to me early. It's just that they sent it to me the worst weekend of the year, <laughs> personally. But I will get through it. I, I'm worried this game might get lost in the shuffle because yeah, of the way it's releasing. it comes out Friday, uh, the third of December. Um, but I there's not a whole lot that I have to say based on more of the previews and stuff that I've already kind of got over with it. But it looks like I'm playing the Switch. I got the Switch version and the PS5 version, so I'm playing the Switch version on my huge TV upstairs, uh, right off the bat, like. I I can't see a difference yet in terms of like yet. I, I yet I haven't played it on PS5 haven't had a chance to play it on PS5 um based on what I played on my remote connections through my internet uh on my preview event sessions the the Switch version looks good it looks great uh it mm-hmm. play it plays fine it plays great there's no I don't see any frame rate issues I'm not seeing any problems so in terms of people that were worried about like oh I think that game might be really fun portable it might be fun portable. They even said in my review guide that they prefer us to play it with a pro controller. Um, so they, they want it. The, the, I feel like they want it played on a TV. Um, you know, but that to each their own. It, it can be played on the, on the Switch. My son, my five-year-old son is playing it on the Switch and he's having fun with it. So there's a there's a you know an endeavor for that because of course I download the game on the Switch and he's playing the Switch. And he goes, "What's this?" And I'm like, "Oh boy!" <laughs> Last thing you want to do is give a five year old an open world non linear game. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. he might just be just a little too young for. So yeah, I so, hit a wall soon. Uh, yeah, I, what I should have had him do though is because Michael knows this pain and I talked about this before we recorded. I didn't think about this until later. He was playing it a lot on Thanksgiving, um, just mm-hmm. because we were like, "Go away!" Like we're trying to make the food go away. Um, but uh, I should have had, I made him like, all right, if you're going to play, play on your file. I should have had him play on my file. <laughs> it got me yeah. through some of the stuff that I did, that I've been already played a couple times. Yeah, because like currently right now, if you want to know where Dave's at, you can just look at the YouTube videos and get an idea because yeah. Yeah. you've but played again, this game in multiple sessions. Yeah, it, it's, and, and I, I, I love the support that Ubisoft's giving, even on our previous employer or previous like uh, websites, employers in air quotes. Um, yeah, heavy it, quotes. I would even like the time that I've gotten with Division 2 and gotten with um, like Far Cry and then I get the review and I'm like, oh my God, I got to go through this like a third time. <laughs> like, um, you know, it's the, like, that's how oh, I felt yeah. with Watch Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, when, like the, it took me so long. We're going to give you four hours early, uh, early access to XYZ game. And then, you know, then you get to play the beta and the beta is like six hours. And then you get the review copy and it's like, I got to get through this. <laughs> so, um, I'm having a great time with it on the Switch. I wanted to play it on the Switch. I wanted to be able to talk to you guys how it was on the Switch because that can always be a concern of like this game is coming to everything, both you know current gen and prior gen, uh, Stadia, Switch. Um, so it's it's a PC. Uh, I think it's on the Epic Store as well. So it's coming to to multiple platforms. Um, and it's performance wise, it's 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 great. I've started to get into some more puzzles that I wasn't into before in some of the in some of the temples. Um, and they're the the puzzles are intuitive and 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 make you think. And but then they make you think. But then once you figure them out, they're easy to execute. Um, so I feel like this this is kind of hitting that hitting that stride of like this is the kind of game that you can 
pick it up, play it for a couple, play it for an hour or two and set it down and walk away from it for a day or two and pick it back up and keep going and not feel lost. It's got some really good narrative, some good banter back and forth, character creation. It's got everything that you, you know, you you'd, you would expect from a Ubisoft game and it's literally Greek Zelda. It's Greek Breath of the Wild. So if you're into, you know, Greek mythology, you like Zelda, you like the open world style games, like Immortals is something that is good for you and and will be good and can be played on the Switch successfully. Um, and I will, I'm going on overnights again this week. So by the time you guys are listening to this, I would hopefully stream some of it in the, in the mid afternoon to late afternoon. Um, as I'm playing through, I want to get through a significant chunk of the beginning before I, you know, before I stream it, just cause there are some, some story things to it. And then you guys maybe see me do a little bit more exploration or a little bit more trying to dig up the materials and stuff I need to upgrade. But Overall, uh, early, very early physical home impressions, playing it directly and not playing it through a, a remote a remote internet connection. It's it's great. So, um, that, 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 that. Yep, okay. That's it. That's it for playing and watching for me. A little bit more Dave than normal. actually wrote so. a list uh, this week as opposed to making fun out of me for having a list. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to forget anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure I, I'm sure I did anyways, so. Yeah, afterwards you can remember. Um, all right, for me, uh, it's I finally jumped into Ghost of Tsushima uh, after waiting so long. It I kind of ran out of like new things to play on my PS5. Though a day or two into uh, playing Ghost, I got I I was able to get Demon Souls and Sackboy, so that completely like threw me off a little bit. Uh, but started Ghost, I'm really enjoying the 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 first couple hours of the game. I'm playing it in Japanese. So I got to get over like the voice sync being for English, but the Japanese voice acting is really good. Uh, the game is like stunning, like visually, mm-hmm. like the, the game's beautiful. Uh, I'm playing it on PS5 through backwards compatibility. So I'm getting that stable frame rate. I think that's the only benefit I'm getting from it is just a stable frame rate, uh, which is all like I need from a game like this, uh, which is kind of cool when you play a game like Ghost that has like a performance and a resolution mode uh, on PS4. Uh, typically, when you put it in the resolution mode, you lose the 60 frames per second. But when you're playing it on PS5, you don't lose the 60 frames per second. You get both. There's like no point for that like option to even exist anymore when you're playing a PS4 game with those options on a PS5. Uh, so being able to play it in resolution mode and still get like a smooth frame rate is really nice. Um, so far, the story, it, it's, it's okay. Uh, the open world stuff is pretty bland so far i'm hoping it expands a little bit beyond what i'm currently getting and i don't think it does from everyone that i've talked to right uh which is a little bit of a bummer which means it might be a game that i don't finish or it's gonna take me a really long time as like cyberpunk comes out next week mm-hmm. how i'm gonna try demon souls uh because my friends want to run me through demon souls because i've never been able to beat demon souls um so hopefully i can stick with it and and, and put more time into it but early on i like the characters i i I like the story it's just the actual open world stuff i'm not really liking though i'm not a fan of like parrying and blocking in games which is why i suck at demon souls um i actually like it in this game because the game makes you feel like a badass like when you do stuff like pulling off like a good parry into an attack looks really good stylish and cinematic especially when you're in like a field or something with like all the flowers and the wind blowing around uh, that stuff is really cool. Uh, though I, I, the one thing I remember people talking about with this game that they're, they really liked is there's no like map with like, uh, or there's like no on screen like HUD to show you where to go. It uses the wind. Uh, and I hate that. 
like I thought that was a cool idea. But when I'm riding around a horse and the wind is going all like kind of all over the place and I'm just like, wait, where am I going? And the wind is kind of a dick. And I've almost killed my horse multiple times because the wind is having me go off a cliff. Like the wind isn't following the road. The wind is like just going this direction. I go in that direction and it's a cliff and the horse does not have like a like, oh, shit, I'm not going to do that. That's a cliff. That horse will just go. Uh, so there's been a couple times where I've like jumped off a cliff and died uh, because the wind is just like, yeah, just straight. Don't worry about that. Go off the road. It's fine. And then I, I jump off a cliff and die. Uh, but it's been pretty funny when that happens. Luckily, the checkpointing isn't too bad in the game, so I haven't lost any progress. Um, even though I was uh, working this week, uh, since a lot of my coworkers who I don't usually work with were all working at the same time, uh, one of them brought their Switch, and we ended up playing uh, Smash Brothers uh, in between downtime. And then we also played uh, Screen Sheet, uh, which is... I've talked about this before, probably not on this show, but uh, previous shows. Uh, but Screen Sheet is like a first-person shooter, kind of like GoldenEye, but all the characters are invisible, so you have to look at the other split-screen players' screen to figure out where they are and know where to shoot. Which isn't uh, very so hard was, to do on a Switch. Uh, yeah, but we hooked it up to a TV, so, oh, okay. so it, it's fine. Uh, the only thing that sucked, though, is it had gyro controls by default so we had to like learn where to turn that off because you were using the the motion in the switch controller to move left and right uh which was kind of annoying but once you turn that off it's really fun because uh, it was it was all the stores are having their black friday sales so like i convinced my friend who had brought the switch i'm like hey there's a game screen sheet it's two dollars and fifty cents so he was like oh i'm just gonna buy it for the hell of it um and so far i've stayed away from most sales like i mean i bought avengers i talked about last week i just bought hot pursuit because it's 21 dollars. i might buy star wars squadrons because it's 16 dollars yeah. uh there's a, a few other games i star wars squadron eventually i'm going to get a series x and i'm assuming that will hit ea play <laughs> in like three months uh same thing with hot pursuit but i hot pursuit yeah, but was 21 just, just keep in mind even it's it what we, is it is star wars squadron worth 16 dollars to you for the vr experience because you have a vr yeah yeah then that's what i'm debating about yeah. which i haven't hooked up my vr in like three or four months yeah. uh, and also iron man has been 16 dollars, and i'm just yeah. like ah uh, but i need to get move controllers um and I'm worried that I'm going to eventually just pack up the VR completely and forget it ever existed. Well, I'm uh, actually that concerned seems to that be the direction. Yeah, like PS5 support for VR. Like I'm not like I haven't really heard them say VR like or even dedicate a, a state of play to VR in 2020 or even have a VR game shown in 2020 state of plays. Uh, Ryan uh, from Sony. Uh, you know what, what's his first name? I think or Jim. that is first name. Jim. Jim Ryan, yeah. yeah. Um, he's said some very concerning things re- related to PSVR of just like, like it was a thing we did and it is the future, but not the immediate future. So it almost sounds like he isn't really too keen on VR. And I'm worried it's because you hear when like CEOs take over, uh, they only want to push shit that they talk about or yeah. stuff that they spearheaded. And I'm worried that VR was like a house laden joint, yeah. and because he's in charge now, he just wants to move past it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we see that happen in movie industries. You'll hear about movies that just get canceled because a new head of the studio—it's not their project—or well, they cancel a TV show. 
not to derail your thing, but like, I mean, the two telling things for that is that PS5 camera doesn't work with VR, and there was which no is weird, and there was no direct plug-in for VR. <laughs> when and they made the adapter and like the adapter. Yeah, the adapter's fine. Like, uh, like I'm not di- I mean, I'm I'm over the. I don't whatever. know why the new camera doesn't work. Yeah, like it's just a camera. The camera just needs to point weird. at the thing to but read the lights. PlayStation future-proof PS4 with the well not really future proof ps4 they they had it built for the they had the the camera port for the camera yeah. and then i'm i'm assuming that the playstation the new playstation 5 camera just uses a usb port but um, the fact that it still doesn't work is just weird right. cuz it's just a camera it's- and now i think if you buy vr anywhere you buy vr i think it comes with a camera now automatically right yes yeah yeah so um and the new vr headsets will have the adapter uh, that- in them so yeah, we'll have the adapter built into them, so or built and uh, packaged, packaged in, yeah. I should say. So it'll be it'll be um, taped, tempted, it'll be taped on the left side of your box when you buy it because they're going to send it to the stores yeah. and tell them to stick it. <laughs> yeah, just jam it in there. Uh, I am tempted because apparently people have cracked PSVR to use it on PC. I'm kind of tempted to do that. Just give in and just use my PSVR, even though it's not the best VR headset. But there's some like cool games that never made it to. PSVR, so I might just do that just as a project because uh, it doesn't sound like it's too hard. Uh, but that's my VR rant, which I should just hook up because like I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with my PS4 Pro. Like, do I just turn that right. into like the VR machine and just put my VR permanently? Yeah, into I'm that? thinking. Of, I'm thinking about putting my VR upstairs. Like we're we're talking about kind of trying to kind of add another piece to our like entertainment center so that we have some more space for some stuff and you know obviously mm-hmm. his own you know like Owen gets a little bit older and toys and like places like a true home for the xbox and a true home for the playstation 4 now because my son's playstation 4 is here and he's going to be here for a little while and then i was like well you know like like there's games that there's some cool games on vr that you could play with locally with a group and now all of a sudden I have, you know, I look up and I wasn't thinking about it, but I've got a wife, you know, obviously I have a wife, but then my kids. Are, <laughs> you, you looked know, up one day and you're just <laughs> yeah. like, who are you? Well, no, it was Who's like 18, been editing I've my got, podcast. I've got an 18 year old and a 21 year old that are going to be home yeah. for the, you know, for the next 60 days and like, like, like fun games, like stop talking or nobody explodes with the, with a VR headset. Yeah. Um, you know, just like make that sure be... you print the manual at yeah. work. That's what I did. I printed <laughs> well, like two manuals just for the hell of it. It's like 30 yeah. pages. It's great. Yeah, so, I mean, like, but just something like that to play, you know, it's fun, just even if it's only for a couple hours, just like, I've forgotten about the PlayLink stuff, and it's like, because, you know, for the most part, it was like, my son was in college, my daughter was, you know, in high school doing, you know, high school junior and high school senior things, and my wife doesn't play video games with me, you know, she's, but then today, she sat and watched me play Immortals for a couple hours, and she's laughing with the lines and everything, too, so quarantine's definitely kind of changing a little bit of the in-house routines of what, what we're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, other game I'm playing. I'm still playing Hades. I beat it for the. You're gonna seventh make me buy time. that game. Uh, it's really fun. Uh, <laughs> I played it for the seventh time because I continue to get story every time. Well, I, I need beat to. The bu- game. I need to buy it because if it's gonna be a valid game of the year conversation too. <laughs> uh, it's twenty dollars for the next two days, or it's down to seventeen dollars the next two days, down from twenty five dollars because it's part of the eShop sale. So you might want to do okay. it now. Yeah. Um, I, I beat it a uh, seven time. My runs are down to like a half hour, 35 minutes down from like an hour. They would take me. Uh, so I'm getting better every time I'm sticking to the bow, even though there are other weapons I haven't run through the game with, but I just have so much fun with the bow and I'm just more about 
learning the story, though I think I'm getting close to the end of the overall story that I can gather, because the last run I went through seemed almost final, but they kind of left it on a cliffhanger, so I think one more playthrough of the game, I can then have the full story. Or I might just give mm-hmm. up and just YouTube it, just to see how many there are, because I don't want to play this game forever, though it's fun. <laughs> um and yeah, then, but if you can that, play that, a game in a half an hour though it could be just one of those things where like you're trying to wind down for the day you get home from work no that's basically what i've been doing yeah. uh it's like when i get home from work like especially like the last week where like i would get home from work at 10 o'clock and i'd have to wake up at 6 a.m the next day i wouldn't have yeah. much time to do anything uh so i'd get home and just like i'm just gonna play hades uh for for a half hour and then get through the game um so that's it for for playing. Uh, again, I got Demon Souls and Sackboy. Sackboy, I'm not really too interested in, but uh, Demon Souls, I'll see how far I can get in to that. Um, and then finish season one of Mandalorian. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I crack up in that show because sometimes they'll um, show like the Mandalorian's like past, and you see horrible things happening to him as a kid, and then they zoom on his helmet for like an emotional take but it's just a helmet. So every time they do that, I'm just like, you get maybe a little head tilt or something, but like typically when they do those type of scenes, there'll be someone like crying or you see something physically happening with their face to show emotion. But in the Mandalorian, it's just like dude in a mask sitting there calmly. And this cracks me up. Um, and then, uh, me and Sarah started to watch the crown. Um, we finished season four, but we started from season four because it's the Princess Die season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're both 90s kids. So, you know, if you grew up in the 90s, you know a lot about Princess Diana and mm-hmm. all that craziness that happened with her. So we watched season four and now we are starting back at the beginning with season one uh, for the first time. Just What's it called again? Uh, the Crown. Okay. Uh, it's on Netflix. Okay. Uh, so, like, you can totally jump in at season four and enjoy the show without the context because there are historical figures so it's very easy to figure out who's who uh, mm-hmm. you know within like an episode or two uh so enjoyed it so much that we're going back into to the first season which starts in like 1946 around there so nice. uh we're gonna go through that as like the like that tv show we watch every day um and that that is pretty much it so not as much uh video games uh, as i wanted uh to to play but decent amount decent amount awesome all right um we're gonna hit some questions really quick so you can send us questions or comments using hashtag ask digital days you can post them in the facebook group you can post them on our discord you can tweet them at us um using that hashtag or tweet them directly at the at the at digital days pod or at our direct personal twitters uh so in the facebook group matt Lowe puts uh what's your what's your best and worst movies based on a video game um so this kind of started a conversation in the facebook group that i was reading a little bit and they were kind of hating on street fighter but i didn't think that was a terrible movie (laughs) ah that's a bad movie um Uh, so i guess that i guess right now the best video game based movie would be sonic the hedgehog i still haven't seen it even though like i think i like own a digital version of that game through a friend yeah um actually i would say even though it it's not based on a specific game, but it's based on a universe. Detective Pikachu is like the best video game Cheater. movie that I think I've seen. Uh, well, then Sonic the Hedgehog isn't based on a specific game, so it's the same sort of thing. Uh, but Detective Pikachu is so damn good at like being like nostalgic, being a 
predictable but original story and i don't know i i really think detective pikachu might be the best um that's close. mortal combat okay, yeah okay, mortal combat yeah. bad movie bad video game movie but it still holds a special place in my heart like that is like a <laughs> that is like when I think of the '90s, I think of the Mortal Kombat. See, and then movie. like even like even as a kid too, like there was conversation around this as well. But like watching it now, I think it's terrible. When I was watching it when I was a kid, the Super Mario Brothers movie wasn't awful when you were like 12. That was a weird. That was definitely one of those movies that uh, I watched a lot as a little kid, and I think I knew it was a bad movie as a little kid, but I still enjoyed that yeah. weird ass movie that made no sense the i i love reading up about like the history of that movie oh, and the yeah. production it's it sounds like it was just like a mess of a movie that that got made um you know and um I'm, now i'm just waiting for them to just release monster hunter on christmas day and be terrible uh that's that's what started movies. this though like this is like matt's like matt's a huge monster hunter fan i and, am too uh, i and... think i think he's like i think that you i mean i don't know enough about monster hunter but i feel like that people are thinking like looking at the trailers that this is going to be like some good some good stuff and i think that you're getting teed up just to be just to get knocked down so hard <laughs> yeah uh bad movie uh the one movie that i think about when you're talking about like bad video game movies because like super mario has some endearing qualities. Mortal Kombat has some qualities. Uh, Max Payne yeah, I is seen it, so. terrible. <laughs> Probably because I hate Mark Wahlberg. He's not a good actor. He's only been good in like one movie, and that was Boogie Nights, and that's because the character was a dumbass, and he was perfect for that role. Uh, like, Ma- <laughs> like him and Max Payne was terrible. That is like one of the like worst movies I've ever like sat through. Um yeah max Payne is probably the worst though there is like the dead or alive movies basically any of the ui bowl movies are, are terrible too but the max Payne one i remember being particularly bothered by and i'm not even a big max Payne fan <laughs> baddest page double dragon that was pretty rough <laughs> see i never saw that because yeah. i never played the game so I, I i stayed away from and that. hitman was i didn't see hitman either but that got that got cro- i think i think langford really liked hitman though as a movie yeah he because he, he went to like a preview event i think that yeah. may, he might have gotten might have gotten yeah. just like lost in the stars um that's so on our when Twitch you chat, street, by the way, so. yeah uh when you mentioned the street fighter movie you mean the original with john claude van damme right yes okay you're not talking about the legend of chun lee with Kristen crook uh-uh. uh that one's but terrible t- to be fair i think i i like watching van damme just in general like if if there is a van damme movie on i would usually watch it well you could have told me that that movie was named uh like i don't know fighting in the street uh, fighting cop or something and i would have been like oh that's a van damme movie but because they named it street fighter it's just like oh therefore it is a bad video game movie but it's like an okay van damme vehicle yeah, yeah. Uh, so. it's fine as a Van Damme one. <laughs> also, the Resident movie, uh, the Resident Evil movies are trash. I hate them, and they're the ones making the Monster Hunter movie. So I'm sad. <laughs> All right. Um, and then Stefan Wren writes, "Die Hard is the best Christmas movie." Dot dot dot. Discuss. Uh, uh, this is where Michael's gonna hate me. I think. Um, I. I, I don't have any problem with Die Hard. If you want to classify it as a Christmas movie or whatever, that's fine. I tend to like stupid, funny Christmas movies. 
So mm-hmm. like immediately the first thing that comes to mind when somebody talks about a Christmas movie that I that I would like to watch around Christmas time is like Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. No, that's a good movie. Okay. I like that movie. Yeah, <laughs> I just think um, that's funny because like I almost feel like that that's the essentially the the Tickle Me Elmo autobiography. <laughs> yeah, basically it's. it's <laughs> It's the lifetime version of that, but they couldn't get the rights to Tickle Me Elmo, so they just made some <laughs> random toy. Um, okay. Gus, Here's that, my pet peeve. Somebody put Gus put in chat for fuck's sake. No. I don't know what that's yeah. directed at, though. Yeah. Uh, it might be <laughs> to jingle all the way. Okay. So here's my pet peeve. Um, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Fine, whatever. I saw Die Hard for the first time a couple years ago. It was a fine movie for a 90s action movie. I hate this discussion. Every time... Like, I don't, I don't even... I don't hate Die Hard. It's like, I it's like it's become Christmas like a, a meme now. It's like... It's, 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 it's Every like bringing, time. Up, bringing up politics at Thanksgiving is like bringing up what's a Christmas movie at Christmas. <laughs> I, I just feel like every time someone fucking brings this up, it's just like people are talking about Christmas movies and then they're like, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. And it's just like, okay, cool. And then it's just like, it just drives me nuts. Gus, Gus writes, Die Hard is a movie set at Christmas, not a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what it turns into. But I just hate the person that always like brings it into the discussion and they always bring in a discussion like, I don't know if you know this, but Die Hard took place at Christmas. And it's just like, okay, cool. <laughs> cool, buddy. Like, I'm not saying anything about <laughs> to stuff. So the, 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 like, question, the question didn't make it in the chat, but does, it, does that make the, the Division 1 a Christmas video game? Because it took place tec- during Christmas? Uh, technically. I mean, technically, <laughs> Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie because it takes place during Christmas. Uh, like, you can play that logic and, and you can add anything to it. Uh, and I think that's where I get annoyed by the diehard discussion is yeah. because it's just like anytime it's discussed, someone will bring it up and it's just like, but do you really think it's the best Christmas movie? And and the answer <laughs> usually is like, no, not really. But I just wanted to add to the conversation and to say, like, OK, the answer is a Christmas story. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, that might not even make it in the podcast for the record, because my wife will probably bleep you. She hates that movie. <laughs> partially, be- just, partially because my brother-in-law torments her and, and puts it on when it's on tbs like on christmas eve the, and christmas day and the day after he just I, leaves it on i associate that with christmas just because that's what usually would happen in my house someone yeah. would put it on the tv and then we would do our christmas yeah i enjoy the background like, i enjoy watching it i can sit down and watch it or if it's on i can watch it for a little bit then what but once it's over like i've moved on like i don't need to watch it more than one time <laughs> uh Christmas Vacation is being brought up in the chat a couple times, and I agree that's probably top 10 Christmas movie, top 5 Christmas movie. Uh, though Chevy Chase a, can we, sometimes... We might have me. a Patreon topic. <laughs> Only if it's we break down one of these Christmas movies, uh, like fully uh, break down these Christmas movies. Um, <laughs> so, do we watch Die Hard and make an episode of why it's not a Christmas movie and make that a Patreon thing? <laughs> yeah let's go for that yeah it'll be better than just talking about like our christmas stuff yeah but yeah uh die hard's a christmas movie yes is it the best for you it could be i guess um so spotlight for me uh just a brief one will hopefully be like a little bit more streaming of immortals and then you know like i'm going to try to put up a video review of immortals uh, phoenix rising and have a full review for that game next week sorry i didn't want to say the name like four times in a row um 
and um then just our merchandise like if you guys are looking you know want wanting to get something for you know somebody doesn't know what to get you um if you want to just give them that tree springs link that'd be great uh, a handful of you guys have already bought in shirts that's that's awesome so like just to just don't forget that we do have some merchandise and if you if there's something that you would like to see us have on the teesprings account i think there's other things we can do like even like mouse pads or stickers or coffee mugs or something um so if there's any other interest in any of that please let us know and we can look into it um i know we try to look into some larger sizes for some people and i don't know if that's possible but we might find a separate site for that um because some of you guys like your clothes kind of big which is fine <laughs> um i don't know you got anything for spotlight bud uh no i'm just gonna until people can get ps5 spotlight wario 64 on twitter just to follow wario 64 i did uh pick up uh, i was i got lucky i picked up that this astro hdmi to optical out box um i know a lot of people use it if they have their astro like headphones and this is something to help with that um it will help me be able to stream ps5 easier so again once i get you know enough time to once my wife and i are home at the same time without a holiday going on We'll get some stuff set up and, and done. I kind of want to redo my office, but she doesn't want me to. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, you have to fit that PS5 in there, so it probably needs furniture to be rearranged to fit that big son of a bitch. So, um, I look at mine yeah. not next to my TV stand every day, and I'm just like, man, that thing's stupid. Well, and for me, put- like with it being digital, I can put it anywhere. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't have to access it. Um, so like, that's not terrible, but... Every time um, I look over to the right, I just see my cat and then that stupid PlayStation right behind it. <laughs> I love the machine. The machine's great, but that thing is so stupid big. It's um, so I, annoying. I, I will say this, uh, just because you brought this up by seeing it next to it, I, and I know we've talked about this before. Um, I moved my PS4 out of my office because I didn't really need it mm-hmm. in my office anymore, and I put it upstairs in our bedroom, partially because, like, again, when my son's been home and then his girlfriend was in, you know, like, and Owen wants to play, like, Knack or Knack 2 or whatever, we always, we'll kind of kick him in the bedroom to play. Um, that thing is loud as hell, and I never noticed yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, did you finally, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. finally noticed now, it? Now, it's, it's sitting vertically now on my dresser, so I think that might be part of it, and I was always laying it down in my office, but I also don't have headphones on, or Owen calls me in there to help him with something, and I walk in there, and there's, like, this... <laughs> No, you're like, like did, did we not take the ac out this year like, yeah no that thing's loud yeah and it's still a launch day ps4 so whenever that thing decides that it's just, i think that when that thing does die it's actually gonna like backfire and shoot some smoke out of it or something you should just take some canned air to it just to see all the, the oh, dust yeah. that because that's been in a basement from for some time right yeah so I mean, it, it was used, but my office is in a basement. Yes. So. Oh yeah, yeah, no, my mine was used too when it was yeah. in a basement all those years ago. That thing still would get dust, and I would yeah. dust the basement. And, and it would still... Yeah. Um, all right. So um, you can, like we said at the beginning of the show, you can follow us. Our social links are are on our show notes, digitaldaysgaming.com or in the notes for what the episode you're listening to on your podcast player. Uh, Twitter's at digitaldayspod is the main account. At the first MJC is Michael's one uh, ST for first, and then I am at Good Dave Hunt. So again, feel free to send us comments, questions, concerns, feedback, um, all of it to the, the to those Twitters. And any questions you have for the show, use hashtag Ask Digital Days Gaming, or I'm sorry, Ask Digital Days, not the whole thing, just Ask Digital Days. Um, and again, T-shirts, stuff like that, PayPal's, Patreons, are all all those are in the show notes. So please check those out and uh, leave a review if you can. Um, and if not, I hope everyone has a great week. Uh, remember to, to keep moving forward. Michael, you got anything else? 
Uh, no, just uh, wash your hands, wear a mask. We're not done yet with 2020. Uh, that, no, that's it. I think we're good. Just don't be a dick out there. See ya. Talk to you later.